This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with Philip Manchild. Johnny Carly. And we are back for the Rick and Johnny podcast. Wubba lubba dub dub. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed last week in the Rick and Johnny podcast. We got a lot of good feedback, especially from the the MVP crowd that's used to coming to us for sports. But Johnny and I are so excited to continue this podcast, to be able to talk about some nerdy things with exactly. you guys. Kind of let off a little bit of a different personality from MVP. But today we got a jam-packed show, Johnny. We're going to be talking Star Wars, Who Are the Last Jedi. We're going to be looking at X-Men. The Possibly Dark- a Dark Phoenix saga. Oh, don't. Just don't screw it up. Don't X-Men last stand it, and I will be okay. <laughs> and then lastly, we're going to look at Kong. We're going to look. Supposedly, there's a post credit scene that's yeah. supposed to be really good. So... Really, we hear that and we got to speculate. Yeah, so that's obviously. What we're we do. can't just leave it alone. Yeah, we can't leave it alone. We're going to speculate. And also at the end, Johnny wanted to kind of take that and look to the older Kong films. We're going to do that in the King Kong segment. But let's start with Star Wars. And I'm going to throw the question out to you as always, and then I'll pour a, pour a little bit of my tasty beverage. Yeah. But the question I'm going to ask to you is, who are the last Jedi? Who are they? See, that's a complicated question because Jedi is... Not plural. Well, it could, be, not, singular. It could be singular. It could be it plural. Could be and plural. before you pour that tasty beverage, okay, we don't want to have the same accident as last time. Well, so I got you a, a little something. You got me a. Si- I'm going to use the sippy cup. Hell yeah! And it's a Batman. It's a Batman sippy cup. Obviously, we don't want him spilling on himself again like last week. Oh, it's got a straw. Oh, I'm, I'm going to use this. So thank, thank you, thank you're, you for thinking. You're welcome. For thinking about me. We don't want me to spill. But Not again. Who, who are the last, last Jedi? Jedi? It could be singular. It could be plural. Yeah. So the thing is, we have Luke, who is definitely a Jedi. We all know that from mm-hmm. previous films, from this just this past film alone. And the thing gotta is... Sure, got to make sure it's oh, clean. Oh, obviously. <laughs> and the thing is, he's training Rey now. The mm-hmm. question is, is Rey going to be a Jedi? She is a light force user, definitely. We know that now. But she doesn't have to necessarily follow suit with Luke. So... Are we going to have one Jedi? Are we going to have two? And the other thing to follow that is if Rey takes the mantle of Jedi, mm-hmm. are we going to have two Jedi with her and Luke? Or are we going to get an Obi-Wan Yoda scenario where Luke doesn't make it through the film? Well, it's one of those things where, oh, really, did you just hit me with a Luke might die in this film? Oh, I got to throw that, is that out there. that what you're throwing out I'm, there? I'm going to throw that out there because it makes everyone here a nervous wreck. Well, and well, well, you well, can join me on that now. We, we will get to that as I am now gripping my sippy cup <laughs> with the greatest of force. But to me, it's one of those things where I had the same thing as you. Coming out with The Last Jedi, I'm like, okay. Is it talking about Luke? Is it talking about Ren? Are we talking about Kylo? And to me, that was basically kiboshed when, if you look at the Spanish posters, it says Los Altimos Jedi, which means Jedi's plural. Yeah. We have multiples. And to me, there are four, four characters in this film that we can consider Jedi. The obvious ones are Luke and Rey. Yes. But then we got Kylo and Snoke on the other side. I mean, we don't really know a lot about Snoke. There's been tons of theories out there about um, is he – I'm trying to think of the name. It was basically one of the dark Sith lords. Darth Tyrannus. Tyrannus, who yes. could, before they die, no, could I'm go sorry. to it's another – Plagueis. Plagueis, that's Plagueis. who it was. Could go to another host and kind of go that way. They also had that theory that 
J- Jar Jar is a uh, Sith Lord. Which I that, still like that, that one. That was one of my favorite ones. It's probably the best one I've the, heard. The point is, we don't know a lot about Snoke. So to me, I'm like, is he a Jedi right now? I'm saying he is, because I'm getting more of a Master Apprentice role between Snoke and Kylo, because Kylo's like a loose cannon. Right now, he is not a master. He's nowhere near a master. He's a loose cannon. And looking at the other side, I mean, we know Luke's a Jedi. Yes. And Rey would be the apprentice. But you mentioned Rey, and you actually went into this more before we were recording. And I'm going to throw it in now for you. With Rey, is she going to be solely on the good? Or is she going to be more like a Qui-Gon character where she's kind of in the middle and she's a gray Jedi? See, I'm going to speculate this on this movie. (laughs) As Ricky takes a sip of his tasty beverage, um, it just foams up, so it doesn't do any. It doesn't do anything. So my my speculation is that she's not necessarily going to go the Qui Gon route, where mm-hmm. constantly not agreeing with the def, people who are definitely Jedi, mm-hmm. or not agreeing with Luke. Now I feel like she's going to butt heads with Luke on idealisms, so maybe she's not going to necessarily be a gray Jedi, but she's also not going to be. A full-blown Jedi. I feel like she's just going to be a light force user or unless she gets that push that we're all hoping doesn't happen, mm-hmm. she's just going to stay a light force user. Otherwise, that push may turn her into a Jedi. So I'll ask you this kind yes. of to be the one thing that I did notice. Well, I noticed it after I had seen somebody else um, mention this is if you look at the kind of box picture that we got for yeah. Force Fridays 2. You see there's Poe, there's Flynn, um, or Finn, and then you see Ray with, the, with lightsaber. the lightsaber. The one thing that was pointed out to me was if you look at her haircut, mm-hmm. her haircut is very, very similar to what that would be if we had a female apprentice in the Jedi world. The males, we all know the Anakin look with the... A little hair. The rat tail. Um, that's the rat tail right there. But the way that Ray's hairdo is done in Force Fridays 2, the box set, and I'll put a link to that picture down below for you guys, it's very much like a apprentice to a Jedi for the Jedi. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, no matter what, she is she is an apprentice to Luke. Well, she's going to be Luke's apprentice. Yeah, no matter what, she's his apprentice. Mm-hmm. Now, what way she, ta- she takes that afterwards... We will have to find out in the mm-hmm. movie, but the other thing is, that could all be be just a for a fighting style effect. Is she related to Luke? I don't think so. We still don't know that answer. No, we don't know. She could be related to Luke. She could. Some people say she's Obi Wan's daughter, daughter or granddaughter, whatever. Mm-hmm. To how many years it's been, um, or possibly Luke's niece. Yeah, well, that would be, she'd be related to Luke if the, you're and talking she'd be about rela- she re- be related to Kylo yeah, Ren. Yeah, you're talking about if she's Han and um, Leia's. That's mine. That's that's <sighs> the one I go with. See, I don't. To me, when it like there's a the thing about Star Wars is they're very tight lipped, and for yes, us it are. is very for us it's good because we get to speculate and we get to talk about things and then a lot more be surprises proven wrong. I. I don't I don't know if she's related to Kylo. Like there's something where I mean after seeing Force Awakens me and you saw it together yeah. in the wee wee hours of the morning when we saw it and always an amazing time. I I I don't know if she's related to Han and Leia. I think though there's a possibility that she could be 
maybe related to Luke without being related to Han and Leia. Well, I mean, technically, there are if there's one relation, there's always going to be another. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Where it the wasn't only... it wasn't Leia and Han that had her go to this planet. Maybe she. It was one of those where, okay, Luke sent her off to the planet where she was because he knew the Force was in her, and then sent her away. The only reason I think it's. Um... More so with Han, Han and, and Leia. Leia than Luke is because of how much of a fa- like you father think, he starts acting mm-hmm. towards her. You're talking about Han, found, yeah. When he finds out a little bit about her backstory, mm-hmm. he acts a little bit more fatherly towards her, which mm-hmm. was a weird twist because he had no reason to act like that. And they do have the same kind of passion for the Millennium Falcon. Yes, they do. With everything, towards so just I ships mean, in general. I, I can see it. There's just a part of me that's very like would would Disney and would um, Lucas Star Films. Wars would they go that direction? I don't think they'd go that direction. And to me, in my head, it's one of those things where they haven't given me enough to where I could say, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, I agree. Like, I'm, not gonna, mind, I'm not definitely saying it is, but that's the one I'm going with. My mind is like a hurricane of just wind and all these ideas when it comes up to who is Ray. Yeah. Where does she fit in? But the thing that I will say is going back to like who are the last Jedi, I think it's going to pertain to more than just Luke and Rey. Because if you look at the other films that we've had, yeah. The fan like just look at the titles. The Phantom Menace was Darth Maul. Mhm. Died at the end. Yeah. That you look at Attack of the Clones, that's where we had the the war and were um, the clones are being used. Then Revenge our yeah, Revenge of the Sith. That's with Anakin goes over to the dark side, yes. and that's the Sith's revenge on the Jedi Council. Taking everything out except a the, new a, a new handful. hope. A new hope is basically Luke comes and he is the new hope for the Jedi for and every, the Force for the, and everyone for the in the rebellion, universe. For good against the Sith. Empire Strikes Back, that's the downfall of Luke where the Sith starts to rise and where we get the iconic, Luke, I am your father line. Get some more pushback from the Empire now that they've got something to fight with. And we also get the Vader, what does he say, where it's like, we we can do this together. And Luke's like, no! We can take over the galaxy together. And he's just screaming, no! As he gets his hand cut off. And then Return of the Jedi is Luke... Coming returns. back and returning, whereas and then the Force Awakens is the Force Awakening in Ray is what I am taking from it in that sense. And then you get to the Last Jedi, it could be all four. It could also be Luke and Ray are the Last Jedi. Yeah. And if you don't want to, if you want to say, well, Ricky, Kylo and Snoke would be Sith. They're not Jedi. So really, then the Last Jedi would be Luke and Ray. And what do they do because? It's going to be interesting for them to show what's exactly happened to the Jedi from number six to number seven, because we never got that in number seven. No, we didn't get a a whole lot of what happened to the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we didn't have a lot to start off with in six or into seven. Mm -hmm. We basically just had Luke because we saw in episode three, majority of the Jedi were killed off. Mm -hmm. Then we also saw in number seven, little clips here and there, Kylo killed off majority, if not all, of Luke's students. Well, with the Knights of Ren. Yeah, exactly. 
So we are down to a minuscule amount of Jedi. And obviously Luke went into hiding, so he hasn't been training anyone probably or not much of anyone. Mm -hmm. So we really don't have any Jedi. So yeah, the Force Awakens is a good name for it because it awakens in Ren. And here's another one we haven't talked about just yet on the podcast. Other Force users, just like Leia, Mm -hmm. we have Finn. Uh, a good example of that, not just when it's going to be in his whole backstory is going to be interesting as well. Well, here's the thing that I found interesting. A lot of people just go along with the fight scene where he mm-hmm. holds his own against a slightly injured Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. But not. let's not forget, too, ever since he was a baby, he was trained by the M- it's not the Empire, the First Order. Yeah. To be a soldier. And yeah, he was the fact in... that at what whatever age he's at right now, what is it, maybe his teens or 20s. Mm-hmm. He broke that mind, that training, that everything that he was taught since a baby. Mm -hmm. He broke that and realized this is wrong, which is why I say at least he's got to be like Leia. I really hope in in The Last Jedi, if we get some of what um, Finn's going towards, Mm -hmm. I hope we get Phasma's got to come back and she's got to be a part of that because that That would be interesting. That was the one knock I had. On The Force Awakens is I felt like in the trailers and with the look, they made Lord Phasma, um, who is Brienne of Tarth from uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, she is, isn't she? She looked really badass. And it was like, oh, I can't wait for this character. And then it's kind of like she has a few lines here or there and she gets out tricked by Finn where it's like, really? Really? That's all we get? That's all we get from her? I mean, it's not like all we we get from this captain that has a different suit than all the other stormtroopers. Yeah, it's a special suit. I forgot there's actually like some something out there of what it's made out of. Because I believe she's the one that actually was behind um, or in charge of training Finn when he was yes. coming up. She's part of his order. unit. Yeah. And that's why I feel like we need to get her back in this to complete that cycle into his backstory, into his story moving forward even. And I mean, which is a good thing. We can technically get her back in some sense because... All he did was throw into a trash compactor. Look at that's it. The old the old Star Wars movies. The she what is it out. number number, number four? Yeah. Right. It was a New Hope. They got out of I there. I was gonna say number one. Well, it is number it one. It is number one. If it's you go with one the timeline order, yes, it's of course. One in my heart. Like I was gonna say number one because that's the first one I've seen, and the prequels don't count. Uh, <laughs> the one thing though that I did find funny is I was watching this YouTube channel called Emergency Awesome that has a lot of um, nerd topics on it, and they do a lot of. Um, he does a lot of like newsy stuff. Mm-hmm. He mentioned in one of his Star Wars videos how uh, we could be getting back, and they could be mentioned in a future Star Wars, the midi chlorians. Oh, cool! So, We're gonna maybe some talk <laughs> so, of that. So don't forget about the midi chlorians that everyone hates, and uh, how they'll come back from the prequels. But before we kind of wrap everything up, is there anything with the Star Wars discussion? That you think we haven't hit. Well, let's see. We hit uh, Luke and Ray. Mm-hmm. We hit a little bit on Kylo and Snoke, mm-hmm. which I'm going to throw this out there real quick. I okay. think they're going to stay Dark Force users. You don't S- think they're going to be, it's going to be like, oh, they're the Sith. At least. Sith mm-hmm. is a type of Dark Force user. They kind of haven't mentioned Sith whatsoever yet. Unless this is a change into like the old ones were Sith versus the Jedi. This is the we're transforming into what is what the Sith has become, and then Luke is the last Jedi training Ray. Yeah, that's... and it becomes a choice of it's a crossroads. Do we try to bring back the Jedi, or do we go into the future taking this Jedi and morphing it 
into, into what it needs what it to becomes. be now. Yeah. Yeah, I think as of now, I'm going to go with that she's just going to be a light force user mm-hmm. because we don't necessarily have a Sith. It hasn't been set that there's a Sith. Now, if we go with the idea that um, Snoke is Darth Plagueis, mm-hmm. we have one Sith. That's one, Sith. one. Well, now hear me out on this. Okay. We have one Sith. And one Jedi. Mm-hmm. We have one Dark Force user, one Light Force user. Kind of the the newer generations mm-hmm. falling out of the technical order and going into this new, I'm just a Dark Force user now, mm-hmm. and I'm just a Light Force user now. There's a little bit more play in the rules. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't think they'll do the Dark Plagueis thing. I really don't. I would love it. I would love. I, I would too. I heard the I'm theory, hoping they do. I heard the theory the first time before episode seven, and I was like, "Oh my god, that would be so fucking cool!" Not to mention like, the why of, can't we do that? The amount of force degradation, mm-hmm. which is what keeps the Sith alive, but mm-hmm. they start deforming so badly. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of coincides no, with how Palpatine. weak he is. Yeah, exactly. And that was only force lightning. Yeah. There's I some mean, speculation it could be Palpatine, too. I mean, too. just look at how he looked from the third one all the way to the sixth one. Yeah. That, totally different guy by the end of the sixth yeah, one. Yeah, it looked like it just kept getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, I feel like The Last Jedi might pertain more to Luke and Rey. Than anyone, inter- yeah. It's going to be interesting on that backstory because the one thing I will mention before we wrap this up is I watched an interview with Mark Hamill. Okay. He originally thought he was going to have more screen time. Really? Yeah, he apparently he before the film dropped a few pounds, got into some shape because he thought Luke's coming back. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, what? Luke is in it. I'm in it. Before he had read the script or anything, and then he got there and he was like, oh, it, I'm just I'm just at the end. He's like, I didn't have to lose this weight. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> well, at least he's prepared for the new now movie now. Yeah, he's prepared for the Last Jedi. But last but not least. Just to kind of put a kibosh on it. Yes. Just to bring everything full circle. Your final answer on who are the last Jedi. I'm going to go Luke is the last Jedi. Rey is just a light force user. I'm going to go with Luke and Rey are Jedi. And I mean, I'm going to say Snoke and Kylo, they're like Jedi, but we're not going to classify them as Jedi. I'm going to say Rey is going to become a Jedi. And it's going to be, we're bringing back the, not the Jedi Order, but the Jedi Order, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, well, the Not same like way. Not like the actual, like, governing, like, The concept. same way they brought it back as Luke being the Jedi Order. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. going to happen this time using Rey and Luke towards the top, towards the beginning. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think, anything about Star Wars The Last Jedi. And mainly, who do you think are The Last Jedi? And, Johnny, we're going to move on into our next topic. And if you're on YouTube, you noticed I got a new cup. The sippy cup didn't work. No. Yeah, it didn't It didn't work. Whenever I pop. took a sip out of it, it would just turn into foam, and I couldn't use it. And I know if you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, you're like, well, guys, I couldn't see, so it doesn't matter. But for our YouTube viewers, I've got the old Captain America cup back, and I'm ready to roll. And we're talking X-Men here yes. on the podcast. And the reason why we're talking X-Men is Sophie Turner— you might know her as Sansa Stark on Game of Thrones. You might Winter know her coming. as Jean Grey on X-Men from Apocalypse. And she came out and said something. And according to Hey You Guys, she said this quote. And this is the quote we have from SuperheroHype.com. We're about to start shooting the next X-Men. We've just finished shooting Season 7 of Game of Thrones. And I've got a couple movies to do before X-Men starts. 
and then we are going on to season eight. So I know you're sitting there and going, well, Ricky, that wasn't a juicy quote. What, she didn't even say anything. Why, why is the title of this video about the Dark Phoenix saga? Mm-hmm. She didn't even say anything. Johnny, I am positive we are getting the Dark Phoenix saga in the next movie that right now, the title that's floating out there, X-Men Supernova. We're getting it. We're going we're gonna to get the Dark Phoenix saga. I I would like to hear if you got more about your that. Your total cause... optimism. You're optimistic there. You're like, yeah, no, we're not. But here's why I think this. Okay, because I want to hear this. If you're familiar with the Dark Phoenix saga, you can go and read the entire background. I'm not going to give you the entire plot summary, but the two little snippets I will give you that sometimes the Dark Phoenix saga is divided into two parts, and it's completely revolved mm-hmm. around Jean Grey. The two parts are the first one, which is Uncanny X-Men 100 to, or 101 to 108, and that's the Phoenix Saga. This is where we get, um, and I'm reading it straight for, for the quote, is Grey seeing assumptions of the Phoenix power and the repair of the Macron crystal. Then the second part is the Dark Phoenix Saga, Uncanny X-Men 129 to 138 from the 80s, and this refers to her corruption and her fall. Think back to X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. We've already seen her thoughts and her dreams with the power. No, we actually saw the power, too. We've actually seen- A glimpse of it. At the very end with Apocalypse. So, to me, I'm looking at it going, we've already seen the part that's the Phoenix saga, the assumption of the Phoenix power, and the repair- Well. The repair of the Macron crystal is um, interesting because if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we saw the actual um, crystal in the X-Men Apocalypse. But no, they we could, did not. They could be playing off of something else. And what um, fucking what's his name? X-Men Apocalypse. Give me his name really quick. Um, Apocalypse. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I totally lost his name. I couldn't think about it. That's how rapid fire. <laughs> Ricky, it's in the title. What Apocalypse was going to and what he was building to try to make himself live forever yes. in the body of Professor X. I think that this is it. X-Men Apocalypse was our Phoenix saga part. We saw her dreams. We saw her kind of have the powers at the end. Yes. I think that X-Men Supernova is going to be the fall the it's going to be the the power of rise and then the fall and we're going to get the phoenix saga my only worry is will it be another will it be x-men last stand part de let's not last stand this again hopefully they do a lot better i, I hope not we have i a, hope not we have a cast that seems like they're going a little bit different direction mm-hmm. with it we have a director seems he's going a bit different direction with it so i think it's going to be a bit better now, I don't 100% think it's going to be the Phoenix Saga you're okay. thinking about. I think we may have an introduction to the Phoenix Saga, but if you remember in the end of Age of uh, yeah, Apocalypse, mm-hmm. when they go back to the lab. You were going to say Age of Ultron, weren't you? Yeah, it I was. It sounded like you were going to say I, Age I kinda of combined, I kind of I combined the both because I was thinking Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron and the Age of Apocalypse because he states it yeah. in the cartoons. But it's X- going to be the Age of Apocalypse. But X Men Apocalypse is what you're saying. Yes. So what's what I think is going to happen? We're going to get an in, a more of an introduction to the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like more blatantly introduced than just a Jean Grey walking on air and mm-hmm. turning into a giant fire Phoenix and defeating Apocalypse. 
because at the end of the cre- the post credit scene, we have people going back to the lab or a, ma- a gentleman with a really nice briefcase going back to the lab where we found Wolverine because mm-hmm. we have to have a huge Jackman f- scene in there. Yeah. <laughs> and so he collects some samples and I forgot the corporation that it said on there, but that leads to Mr. Sinister. Yeah. So if nothing else... I feel like it's going to be a lot more some of the Mr. Sinister storyline, which I need to read up more again because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a while. But I feel like it's going to be, be a little bit more based on that, and then we're going to get some Phoenix Saga in there, which would open it up for a third film based on the Phoenix Saga because there's a big storyline that goes along with it. Because the Fe- there so far, at least Last Stand, they played it off very sad, in a very sad way. Mm-hmm. I can get it. It can... Maybe if it is part of Jean Grey's mutation, so be it. What it's supposed to be is an alien force takes over Jean Grey, and it hides inside her for a long time, and finally when it's released, she can't really control it. Well, the thing is, to me, it's one of those things of they never have to... The alien force could have been in her already. That's true. We never had anything it that could, shows. It could be like when um, we're talking about the Star Wars, what we talked about earlier, when everyone was like, oh, well, what are they going to do with Leia? Mm-hmm. Mark and I had that discussion, and Mark said, oh, maybe they'll do like an uh, off-screen death kind of a thing. Yeah. Where Leia will die in between the movies, and then boom, you don't have to write for Leia anymore. The Another reason I am looking forward to and another thing I look at why we might get the Dark Phoenix saga mm-hmm. is the name. I mean the name is not written in stone. They haven't come out and had a poster and said Supernova. Yeah, exactly. But if it's Supernova and we've already seen Jean Grey with Phoenix the fire and... Phoenix. Yeah. What's a Supernova? A Supernova is fire and it's it a big explosion. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But Another thing I want to read for you is this comes from moviepilot.com. Okay. And um, the article is basically a plot synopsis right now of what we have for Supernova with all the rumors coming around. And it says here that, um, let's see, I'm suggesting that Jean Grey is set to become everyone's favorite good girl gone bad. And here's the quote. Gathered together by Professor Charles Xavier to protect a world that fears and hates them, the X-Men had fought many battles, been on adventures and spanned galaxies, grappled enemies from limitless might, but none of this could prepare them for the most shocking struggle they would ever face. One of their own members, Jean Grey, has gained power beyond all comprehension, and that power has corrupted her absolutely, exclamation point. Now they must decide... If the life of the woman they cherish is worth the existence of the entire universe. And that's the quote. That's the plot synopsis that movie plot right now, moviepilot.com has right now. Okay. I can go along with that. And that what I'm hoping then they do with that is give it a better, a little bit more drawn off story, give it a little bit better mm-hmm. interpretation than we got with the last stand. And the movie right before where we well, get in last stand, it felt like it was just thrown in there. It felt, it felt like rushed, we, right? It felt like we had a story, and then it's like, oh wait, there's this love thing going on between Wolverine and Jean Grey. Ah, let's throw 
let's throw the Phoenix Saga in there. Yeah, I felt more like it, not just thrown in there, but a little bit rushed because mm-hmm. we sh- we saw a little glimpse of it. And I think it was a post credit scene or at the very end of the uh, X2, X-Men mm-hmm. United. We see that some signs that Jean Grey survived. The whole water encasing yeah. thing. So the thing is, that was a bit rushed. It's not the greatest storyline for mm-hmm. a Dark Phoenix saga. So what maybe they should do, because of what you described to me, it sounds like there's a lot of thought that has to go into, well, for one, building up the fact that Jean Grey is going mm-hmm. this alternate route of being a good girl into now a bad girl. Things have to kind of snowball into it a little bit. Plus, you got at the end that... You have to give the idea they're all contemplating. Do we take her out or do we do something like that? And I'm going to say, I still think if you're going to throw a post-credit scene of Mr. S- what could be Mr. Sinister or something mm-hmm. looks for it, you got to play along with that storyline, at least inadvertently with it too. So throwing into two movies might not be a bad idea because the Phoenix Saga is longer and drawn out. And then it gives you a second movie of how do we take care of this Jean Grey problem, Jean Grey having this problem now. Well, and they do have, to me, different spots to leap off of. Because, like you mentioned, if we go back to the post-credit scene from Apocalypse, Mm -hmm. it was all about the going into the lab, the same lab that Wolverine was from, and um, basically... It was everyone. When I was at the end of it, I was like, "What did I watch? Like, what that that told me nothing." Yeah. And then pe- people like you told me, "Well, Ricky, that the corporate it's it's Mister Sinister," and I went, "Nah, okay, it's one of those things." Like they could do that, where it's one of those things where we see a movie of Mister Sinister's the main baddie. Yeah. But through that, we like this next movie is basically the like. What we saw in Apocalypse was the intro to the Phoenix Saga. Yeah, this might be the this push. This next movie was part one, the one I talked about with the assumption of the power. Yeah. And then we can move into another movie after this of, boom, she comes up. And it's basically Full blown Phoenix. the Phoenix Saga that they've got to defeat. I know that's one where it's probably like, well, Ricky, that might be too drawn out. Maybe they try to play it hand in hand and have the Sinister be the back plot yeah, and have the Phoenix Saga be the main plot. But the one thing I do want to throw out there, this is kind of, I don't know they would fit this in exactly, but from Mr. Sinister himself and his past, he actually cloned Jean Grey. Yes. He cloned Jean Grey and then that clone, which was Madeline Pryor, she had a child with Cyclops. Yes. So Cyclops had a child with the clone of Jean Grey. Well, close enough, right? Yeah. So he I wanted mean, that anyway. I, so <laughs> I, I don't know if they go that route. I don't know if that's what they're thinking with throwing the Mister Sinister not at the end. Not to mention with Mister Sinister, we saw what I'm seeing is this guy looks like he may be the guy playing Mister Sinister when mm-hmm. he walks into the lab, takes the samples. Unless we already have a Mister Sinister, we still have to have him experiment on himself and mutate himself. So we still have that part of the storyline mm-hmm. to throw out there, too. Not to mention trying to get the X-Men then and trying to... Because if I remember correctly, he had a fixation with Jean Grey and Cyclops. And those were his two main fixations out of the X-Men. So which could very well play into Jean Grey being pushed into that Phoenix saga. It, it, well, it could. And I mean, to me, I just... If this is the name we're going to get, 
mm-hmm. in Supernova, yeah, then we we got to go. We got to like to me, it's like Dark Phoenix Saga. You're setting up for it, especially yeah. when at the end of Apocalypse, how I was like all giddy in my seat. I was like, oh, oh the, the the Phoenix, the Phoenix, and I just kept saying that, and people got annoyed with me. Oh, I remember because I was like. Oh, 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 like a little kid when you get up and you want to just, I can't do it anymore because I'm a lot bigger, but you sit up and you, you sit, you're like basically standing in your chair like no other on your, on your feet. And Mm -hmm. oh, I was so excited. Oh, it was an exciting moment to first see that. And that's why I see these rumors of supernova and I go, fuck yeah, we're getting dark Phoenix saga. Sign me up for it. Sign me up right now. Take my money. Take my $10. (laughs) We're going to see it. And I don't care. Just save me a seat right in the middle of the theater. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because nobody likes sitting in the front. No one likes this no. for the entire movie. I know now they've they've got leaned back possibilities, but yeah. nobody likes to sit in the front. No, not at all. Can't stand that because then you, you have to like keep checking up and down to make sure you didn't miss anything on the left and right side well, of the it's, screen. It's a, hu- it's a huge screen. Exactly. It's a huge screen. But, I mean, is there anything... In this that you feel we didn't hit with X-Men. No, I think we hit everything that we could talk about at this moment because we have nothing that really has come out yet. We only have a quote and a few little things from Movie plot, movie Pilot mm-hmm. and maybe one or two other websites. Until we get more information, I think we hit, um, hit everything we can talk about with it. Um, maybe um, throwing the wiki of the Phoenix saga or the Phoenix we'll, force we'll down throw below that in the description. So everyone, can, anyone wants to know more about it in case you're like, well guys, I heard you talk about it. I'm not really up to up to pace with the dark Phoenix saga. We'll put that down below in the description, but this is where we're going to kind of, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. Are we going to get a dark Phoenix saga movie? Am I kind of, jumping the gun a little bit and kind of hoping for something we're not going to get. The one thing we are going to get, and I'm really excited for, this is going to be set in the 90s. Yes. So this is going to be our X-Men that we know and love. And I I, I know I, I know that he said that this is probably the last one, but how do you have a 90s X-Men without Wolverine? Just saying, we might have to recast them for this, but let us know what you guys think down below. And we got to move on into our last topic, which is King Kong Skull Island. And the reason why we're talking about this is, of course, the movie comes out a week after Logan. I want to say that's yes. what, March 10th? That Something like comes that. Out. I think it's the, because we've got, in case you guys don't know, I'm letting you guys know this now, we've got four movies in March. That we're not even going to go see. Well, we are going to go see. Not oh, yeah. are we just going to go see them. We're going to review them for you guys. We're going to let we've you got, know how they are. We've got Logan on the 3rd. We've got Kong on the 10th. 10th or 11th, something like that. We've got Beauty and the Beast on the 17th. Yes. And then we've got Power Rangers on the 24th. Yep. So we've got four movies. So in March, we're going to have like, what, eight po- No. It's going to be two, four, six, eight. Yeah, eight podcasts. Yeah. We're going to have. So it's going to be insane. We're going to have those review podcasts along with the normal ones. But for Kong, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is Johnny kind of brought it up. He's like, well, we should talk about Kong. And at first I'm like, there's nothing really to look at it. Mm, there's mean, not a lot to say. Everything, everything's been kind of out there and it's kind of old at this point. And then I saw recently that February 14th, Calvin uh, Chavez of Splash Report, which is kind of a film blog or a film mm-hmm. website, he went and got to see an early screening 
And the tweet that he shows, it's a picture of Kong's face with a little helicopter flying by. Yeah. And it says, Kong fans, make sure your butts stay in your seats for an awesome, awesome after credit scene from hashtag Kong Skull Island. It will not disappoint. So, Johnny, I'm going to throw it to you like I always do. What's gonna? What do you think? The speculation is now in full effect. What do you think the after credit scene is? See, this one's hard to really hard to pick because we don't have the same Kong movies we had before. Mm-hmm. Mainly put, both the other two, the original and the one from 2005, are both set in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Now we have this one set. What'd you say? The 1980s, the 70s. 70s or 80s? Mm-hmm. So we can throw the storyline for a loop. I think with the post credit scene, maybe yeah, 1973. Okay. Is when it's, so it's early 70s is when this has taken place. So my idea would be that I don't know if we're going to get that Kong comes off the island right away all mm-hmm. in one movie, but something comes off the island that probably shouldn't have. Okay. Okay. Kind of like you're not giving me much to work with. Yeah, it, it kind of like that. is it going to be Kong that comes off the island? Is it one of the? Oh, for um, all we know, we get all these creatures now, and be that as in May 2005, we had the same thing. Mm-hmm. All these different sized creatures, just blown bigger. Now you've seen some of the previews mm-hmm. or the I should say trailers. They're a lot different than mm-hmm. they were before. They're not really like completely recognizable animals. You have this, what looked like a spider, but its legs are super tall and then the body's still kind of small. You have this thing that looks kind of like a lizard, but it's too fast to see as of now. But we have all these animals. You can't 100% tell what they are anymore. And then you have Kong, just a super tall gorilla. So I think something small, something maybe something, something, something someone found, mm-hmm. stowed away and took away. Or maybe we'll get that... I don't think it's enough to make a movie of both parts of Kong coming off the island and the island itself. I don't think that's two two well, movies. Because you don't want it to be what I would be disappointed in, and I don't think it is because he said it won't disappoint, is if it's just Kong's off the island and it's now him here in the United States, yeah, basically, in New, New York. York. Uh, I wouldn't be excited with that. The one thing that immediately got thrown into my head, yeah, but then I couldn't picture how we would get it to work. Godzilla, yeah, a Kong Godzilla movie. What if that was the case? The only problem because they just re they just rebooted Godzilla not too long ago. They did reboot Godzilla, and I don't know. I don't think that movie did very well. That was the one Brian Cranston was in. I didn't even see I, it. I to be think, honest, I don't think it did very well in the uh, in the in the review category, but they I mean, recently did redo a Godzilla movie, yes. which took place in what 2014, I think, because it Something was a 2014 like film. So it was one of those films that um, takes place in the era that it came out. And to me, I was like, well, okay, Godzilla and Kong, we could get that movie. But then I thought, the reboot that they just did was 2014. This one takes place in the 1973. 70s. What happens in between? There's too much time. To me, I thought, and maybe I'll throw it over to you to kind of help me with this. Yeah. Is there too much time? Is there too much time in between? Or is it something where maybe they get off the island, Kong is there, and then Godzilla shows up? 
The problem I have with that, uh, there's a few little problems I have with that. For one, that's forty year. That's about a forty year gap. Mm-hmm. It's a bit too much time to have Kong in New York and not either have killed him, gotten him under control, or somehow shipped him back. Mm-hmm. And then, not to mention, we have Godzilla, and the fact that got um, Godzilla is probably close to the height of the Empire State Building, whereas Kong has to climb it because he's probably 30, 40 feet tall. We 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 could get Kong and Godzilla. A distinct height <laughs> disadvantage. So there's always underdogs and stuff, Johnny. Yeah, that's a bit of an underdog story right there. But, I mean, that's the first thing I thought of. And yeah, I mean, no, I completely understand. We have had those... Uh, Godzilla King Kong. There was a movie out actually. I think that was Godzilla versus King Kong. And the and the one that I'm looking at this is from the 60s. Yeah. They Godzilla was similar height to King Kong. Like I'm looking at it right here it says King Kong versus Godzilla. They're, they're they're relatively the same height, but really it's what do you want to go off of how which source material are you are and for us it would be Skull Island would be the King Kong that we are looking at and for me i mean that was the one like that's the theory i had that we have godzilla we have king kong because to me i was thinking of what other story can they tell because if we look at post credit scenes and nowadays and marvel's kind of the not the inventor but they're the Made ones that they're the ones that perfected it yeah use the post credit like before when it was a post credit it was like when I saw the Power Rangers movie as a kid. Yeah. It was a scene at the end, reference to the movie that you had already watched, and it kind of made fun of something. Where yeah. It kind of told an alternate story, an alternate ending, but boom, that was it. Marvel kind of reinvented that and said, we are going to take this post credit scene, and he is going to set up another movie in our timeline to get mm-hmm. people excited for the future. And my big thing is... Really, you got to think about what other story with King Kong could we set up? Because if you're thinking, okay, let's say my theory is right, they want to get to a King Kong Godzilla movie. How do you uh, how do you erase some of that time in between 2014 and the early 70s? So that's a hard thing to do, though, because that's again, like I said, a 40 year. Do you have yeah. another movie where King Kong comes to America? This is the one where he does come back, and it's kind of like a modernized version of King Kong. You know, I watched the 1930s film. I watched the mm-hmm. 2005 film. I don't know if there's necessarily any King Kong ones out there besides this King Kong versus Godzilla, which... 60s. 60s. I don't recommend early it. Early 60s. <laughs> the early 60s. Is it the same one I'm looking at, it, where it's it, Godzilla and King Kong over a house and everyone is... Uh, Screaming? Uh, no, I got a mountainside over here. Okay. Um, yeah, the I, one I mean, I'm looking at is from the '60s. I know that. I mean, even this one, there's a s- slight bit of a height advantage, but the size of Kong compared to the size of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see the size of Godzilla in the 2014 movie, and you see the guy size of King Kong in this film, there's again this huge distinct height disadvantage. Now, I can go along with your idea if it's not specifically King Kong. But another monster somehow makes it mm-hmm. to New York or something like someone hid. Like I said earlier, someone grabbed something off the island. They shouldn't have kept with them. Kind of like this. Hey, could be it. you know what? Like I see, I'm not leaving the island empty handed. I'm bringing this monster's <sighs> egg or something and I'm going to bring it to New York and New York and make a bunch of money off of it. Well, 
I could see that, but another thing, when I say it will not disappoint, I think two things. It's either action-packed yeah. or it's going to create another a story. ton of hype. Yes. And Godzilla King Kong, and to me, creates a ton of hype. You know what? I'm going to lean towards the action-packed mm-hmm. thing just because I can't think of a storyline for them to set up unless they are going to just kind of revamp the Godzilla thing once again. They could. Like This is a thing where, honestly— the Godzilla that we saw for that 2014 film, mm-hmm. they could say, you know what, it has nothing to do with that Godzilla. We're going to have another reboot of Godzilla, and that's going to be the one that we use. That's like, very We're going to have a new Godzilla that we use for And this. you know what, here's the other thing I didn't just thought about now with that, since you got my mind rolling on it. That's what I like to do. Get, you know what? Get, get the gears a-turning. Get the juices flowing. Yep, get the juices flowing. Yeah, well, here's the thing we now. we got to get lost in the sauce. 40-year gap. Okay, so that means Godzilla in 2004, if they wanted to tie it all together. I don't mm-hmm. even know if this is the same company. Okay. I don't know if it's the same movie company. Just, just hit me with it. Here's the thing. Godzilla, 40 years, gives him the time to grow from King Kong size mm-hmm. to the size of a skyscraper. King Kong's supposed to die in the film. That's part of this movie. It could all be part of the movie. Or that could be a setup for the next one where he'll fight King Kong in that time frame. Mm-hmm. And then that's the fight and it goes away. And then you have your 2014 King, uh, Godzilla, Godzilla that comes movie. back. So you're saying it's like Kong dies, comes back, and boom. No, no, I'm saying maybe at the end of it, it's a setup where Kong's alive. Maybe he's being brought to New York Mm -hmm. and then set up a Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla, if that's the after credit scene. I'm still going to go with the idea that it's just more action-packed than anything because it's hard to kind of set that up without completely taking away from the original storyline. I mean, it's already taking, it's already completely, or not completely, it's pretty different basing it from 1930s to 1970s. Mm-hmm. Another 40-year gap. Another 40-year gap. But the one thing that I Conspiracy. will say is I was apparently kind of wrong. I thought, I, I originally thought that the Godzilla movie when it came out in 2014 didn't do so well. Uh-huh. It's got a 74 Rotten Tomato score. That's I'm, not bad. I'm going to watch it. As soon as I can find a, a media that I can the, watch it, I'm going to do that. The only thing, and if you haven't seen this Godzilla movie and don't want spoilers, kind of skip ahead a second or two. But when I think it was my cousins told me that apparently you go and you're like, oh, Brian Cranston's going to be in it. And then he dies within the, oh. like the first part of the movie Good to i know. know that you just said hey i'm gonna go watch it. hey you know what i'm <laughs> fine with that at least it. i wasn't really that uh i am the one who knocks and that's who he is but <laughs> the last thing i want to do well actually you brought this up you wanted to do it yeah um, to kind of end this kind of king kong to kind of put a kibosh on the podcast you wanted to kind of compare this to the 2005 film that i i'll tell you and i'll be honest to our fans johnny told me about this and I was like, Johnny, I remember going to see the 2000 Kong movie. I remember Jack Black was in it. Other than that, it is a complete blank to me. Like, that movie did not stick into my mind at all. Didn't stick in my head. I yeah. saw it in high school, and it wasn't that memorable to me. I was like, what? You said, what, 2005 it came out? It's 2005. So we were 15 Yeah, we came were. Out. So to me, it was like, eh, meh. 
but I wasn't anywhere as critical like a. I think part of the problem for me is I critic. played the video game for it too. You did. I did. But for you, what would you <laughs> say? What are you looking at? Differences between the L five film and this Kong Skull Island? Well, um, looking at the trailers for one and just seeing the movie for the other, one thing is just the big difference in gap of years. Um, 1930s, I don't remember specifically what mm-hmm. year, compared to the 1970s, completely different type of, um, like there's helicopters in one. Yeah. We had biplanes in the other, at least in the really old mm-hmm. film. Um, different type of vehicles altogether. Um, from what I think I heard during this new one, it's something about they thought it was a radioactive testing site at one point in like the 1950s, 60s. Um, so, I mean, a little bit different person, uh, idea of why Kong came to be, whereas in the 1930s, it's just a mystery. Kong's just a giant ape from this mysterious the eighth, island. The eighth wonder of the world, King Kong! <laughs> and he's just... Don't they... In the original, they do have him chained up like this, yeah, right? Yeah, in that where one. His and, hand, where his hands are up and... Yeah, no. It, but, and then breaks well, away. Well, yeah, in both of them, they do that, the... Uh, 2005 and the 1930s mm-hmm. one because they, I mean, obviously you want to show how tall he is. Yeah, you want to show how big he is. You can't really just leave his arms to move you about. Can't go all willy nilly like no, because hell, he'll tear apart whatever he wants to. He'll grab somebody. He and does. Too. He grabs the woman and brings her to the top of the tower of the Empire State Building. Exactly. So the thing with that is, I mean, you got this idea. I, I remember them talking about it. It's a, it was a testing site, which is why you mm-hmm. have. In the two thousand Skull Island. Skull Island, yeah. yeah. That's what they're saying in this new one. At least I've well, heard got, it in the trailer. And we have Samuel L. Jackson who from the trailer looks like he is part of the military in some way. Yeah. So we didn't really have a lot of military standing in the either of the other two mm-hmm. until New York where they're trying to take out Kong. It's an expedition. Now this one is also still an expedition, but now in the the night. Uh, we didn't really have a lot of a lot of monsters in the 1930s one, from what I can remember. Mm-hmm. But in the 2005 one, we all we had really was they took lo- animals and enlarged them. We had dinosaurs back. There were a few T Rexes in there. Now this new one I was looking at, we have a, quite a few monsters that aren't 100 percent recognizable. You have something that looks like a giant lizard, but. I can't tell what it's 100% based off of besides that. You have this thing that looks like a giant spider, maybe like 8 to 10 feet off of the ground, but still has a body maybe only 3 to 4 feet in size. Not comparable to what you would think of a monster from Skull Island. But that it's more of a radioactively changed monster, which is kind of a cool concept now that we have a little bit different play on the story of King Kong instead of remaking it once again. You know, it's one thing that I just pulled up. Huh. There is an article right now on, um, this is what website? Sci-fi.com. Okay. This was seven hours ago as we are recording oh, wow. this. So take it as you may. Do you want to know what the headline reads? Yeah, read it. Confirmed Godzilla 2 King of the Monsters teaser attached to Kong Skull Island. Well, that's a pretty cool concept. So what then. I'm thinking now, and as I'm starting to read the article, this is going back a little bit, so... I didn't mean to jump back. No, we're good. We can. This This is one of the things where here's what it says: a new development concerning the Kong Skull Island post-credit scene has subtly confirmed our initial report, where we speculated that the footage teased 
at the end of Skull Island will in fact be a lead-in for Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters. So that's something where it's like, it's not like, what if the post credit scene isn't a lead-in for another Kong movie? Maybe. What if it's just a Godzilla, Godzilla 2? It's Maybe Godzilla, Godzilla hatches. Wait, can, ooh. I just blew your mind, didn't I? Well, at first. <laughs> I love at, when I can do this at, to him. At first I went, like, I, I took back, so I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, wait, but the movie already, oh my God, it was 2014. So, like, it was one of those things where I had to think back to, oh my God, what if that's it? What if they? What if? What if, what if, what if they leave the island with King Kong? Have the old storyline? No, and then, no, they can't. No, they can. Because King Kong's dead. He's yeah. dead by twenty. Oh my god. We don't need him. Oh, oh just my god. Just go with the old storyline with King Kong. But after credit scene, just have him hatch out of his egg. So we bring King Kong back from Skull Island to be the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, and um, then just flash back to the island, and egg hatches or whatever. Showing uh, oh my God. how like, Godzilla my... comes to fruition. I think I broke Ricky. <laughs> I can't, like... <laughs> oh, I can't... I, oh. It's one of those things where... Oh. oh, oh. And if this is the, if this <laughs> is, kinda, is the actual scene, please, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where we don't know what it is. Oh, we, I know. We, I'm we, joking. We haven't seen it. And it's one of those things where... Here's the thought I'm having right now. And you kind of just sparked me right back into the discussion. You're welcome. Of... It's one of those things where if we cut back to him hatching out of the egg, he's obviously got to grow. Yeah. By the time he gets to the 2014, does that mean Kong's just gone and Kong's dead? Kong's been dead since whenever the movie ends, if that, <laughs> if they're going to stay with the storyline. True. So he dies at the end of the movie is yeah. what you're saying. If we're going to stick with the storyline. They don't have to necessarily do that, but if they're going to stick with the storyline, he dies at the end of the movie. And it sets up Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters, which could probably be a precursor a prequel yeah to god's oh my god that blew my mind that You're blew welcome. my mind i i had a feeling it had something to do with godzilla i don't know i hope that i hope it's awesome i hope it's one of those things where it's awesome and i'm like you know what i am just dying to see the movie that it sets up but any last thoughts that you have on King Kong in general Kong, or Kong Skull Island? No, I think uh, we hit everything pretty well. I'm actually pretty excited that you I blew me. your mind. I you broke, broke Ricky. Me. You get to see on uh, wow. you, this YouTube uh, yeah, podcast, he, he, I broke Ricky. Holy only crap. On the, only on the second airing. Wow. I totally didn't expect that. And it was one of the, wow. But yeah, this is where you guys come in. Let us know <laughs> down below what you guys think. And also, if you stuck around this long on Blog Talk Radio, thank you. For listening to us on Blog Talk Thank Radio. you very much. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. You're at War Machine 9085. See, I got it right. 9085. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Also, if you liked what you saw or listened to today, make sure to check us out. Patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. We want to make these videos, these podcasts better for you, the listener and the viewer. That's a way for you guys to help other than hitting that like and subscribe button. I want to thank you guys for watching and listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.